the GenTech podcast discussing business, investing, and marketing. Hey guys, welcome back to the GenTech podcast, bringing you valuable and inspirational discussion with top business owners. Today we have on Kayla Goldman, founder and CEO of Sunny Collabs. So I'm super excited to talk to her today and we'll just dive right into it. Perfect. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So I kind of want to get into your background. I know you're super involved in Tampa now, but are you originally from Tampa? No, I'm actually from Cape Coral, which is just outside of Fort Myers. And I moved to Tampa in 2017. So what did you move to Tampa for? Um, I actually got a position with a pretty big fitness studio in South Tampa. Um, I came on as their first general manager, their managing partner. But prior to that, I spent a few years traveling the country, working for another fitness brand, helping open locations for them. So you've always kind of been in the fitness industry. And, you know, we see that with your background, a bunch of managing experience. So how did you make that transition from managing other businesses to becoming your own business owner? Yeah, so I... Out of college, I went to UCF in Orlando, and right out of college, my first job was with Orange Theory Fitness. I, prior to that, I had always been involved in sports and coaching, and I wanted to be around this like energetic, health-minded, fun, upbeat community, and short of playing sports, kind of a boutique fitness studio is the best way that you can find that group. Definitely. And so um, I was with Orange Theory Fitness. I started with them. I grew pretty quickly um, into regional sales and ops, and then I was also what they call a pre-sales coordinator on a national level. So I would help first to market franchise owners as well as first time franchise owners um, open their businesses. So I would oversee them from the minute they signed a lease till about eight to 12 weeks after they opened. So it allowed me a chance to really understand from an operator owner standpoint, what really goes into opening a business and how to make it successful. And then my last stint with Orange Theory Fitness was in North and South Dakota. So very cold, wow. um, developing those dates and really Fargo. I, li I lived for a year in Fargo and I was visiting friends in Tampa. I was ready to move back to Florida where my family is. And I met one of the partners over at Camp Tampa and a little magic here, a little magic there. And I moved back to Tampa or moved to Tampa in 2017. Yeah, that's such an amazing journey. And you know, you were really doing a lot with that company, but it gave you all that experience yep. to become where you are today. So, you know, again, taking that leap from you have this you know solid job working for someone else i think that a lot of people find comfort in that and not a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs so did you always know that you had that inside of you you wanted to be a business owner i think i always knew that i wanted to see th like see things through and when i was with orange theory that was awesome i got to see a project start and then open and then move to the next one mm -hmm. and then i got to do a 180 really with camp tampa and that I went from this franchise business in a box model to a model that was a startup, it was hustling, it was growing. You could have a decision at one o'clock and it could be implemented by two o'clock. That never happens in a franchise world. Mm -hmm. And after spending four years with camp, I realized that I thought I was ready to take that leap. I specifically knew, okay, I know what, I know what it takes to grow something. I know what it takes to lead a team. I've done that a lot. And from there, I just wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to, to try it. It was a COVID dream. I think everybody had, every entrepreneur definitely had an awakening during COVID. 
um, in that pandemic. And so I just realized I was ready to take my leap and, and try, worst thing that could happen. Definitely, and you took that leap and it got you to Sunny Collabs. So where did you have this background and experience with marketing? So I know at Sunny Collabs you do social media management, content creation, influencer marketing and events. So where did you kind of find that passion? Yeah, so in my previous roles, like I said, I mean, I was managing large teams. We were putting together different services or programs. And once you have all that, that down, you figure out what's going on in your four walls. You have to figure out how to communicate it out to the community and let people know what you do. So while I was never the one actually in the marketing team, I was always overseeing them or working with them. And so with Sunny, Sunny really started as a consulting company. I had a few friends that owned businesses, like I said, through COVID and they needed help making adjustments. They were dealing with labor issues, inventory issues, certainly social media, half of them were trying to figure out how they were gonna pivot from a full service concept to a delivery concept or an order concept. And so it started as a consulting company it wasn't until about six months in that all of them started talking a lot about social media. And I realized, okay, I think I can do consulting a la carte, but everybody needs help with social media. Mm -hmm. And so that's really where Sunny in August of 2021 pivoted and became a social media agency. It's great that you were able to really see what the market needed. And you know, as much as you'll be there to consult, you saw that it is true, social media is huge and a lot of business owners need help with that, especially small business owners. And I think it's great that your company was able to provide that service. So how did you kickstart? Like what was the first thing you did? Oh man, first thing I did. I think I did the company before I even like established the company. First thing I did, I mean, you go to sunbiz.org, you set up your little LLC and you mm -hmm. hope for the best. Um, but I just started reaching out to different brands, people that I knew. Uh, brands that I was a real like loyal customer of and I just started putting myself out there I always joke that my goal, you know, if I could get 10 no's every day There's a yes that's bound to come. You just got to put yourself out there And so that's what I did I just was reaching out to as many people as I could for the opportunity if I could just sit down with you for 20 minutes or 30 minutes and, and learn about you and your brand and I can figure out how I can help you and it just started with that and how did you really utilize the relationships that you've made in Tampa over the years to you know maybe benefit yourself or your company and work together with them. Yeah, I always say like one hand washes the other. So the more people you meet, the more you actually invest in those relationships and everybody knows you're not really using them. You're just literally trying to help them. That's really where it came from. And then word of mouth just from there that helped one brand and somebody would see what was happening with them. They would shine the light back on us and say we helped in whatever capacity and then it just multiplied. Yeah. So. How does it feel, you know, like you said, for Orange Theory, you, you had these products, you'd watch it grow, then on to the next. And I feel like that's kind of like with these companies, you're able to do a bunch of different things, help a bunch of people grow. And what, like, about yourself do you think, like, what skills do you have to help that come to fruition? I think I've always been a visionary in that sense. I know that sounds really like a lofty term, but I think I've always been able to see the end goal and then work backwards from there in a very digestible way. Um, so when we work with the brand and their goal is to have a great grand opening or their goal is to launch a new menu or their goal is to get to 10,000 followers or whatever their, their goal is, I feel like we can then take it backwards and actually help them have one win at a time until they get there. So I feel like I've always been very patient, but also like very hungry and I want everybody to be as successful as they possibly can be um, and when you put those two things together you can get through the, the challenging times the moments when it's not working the moments when 
somebody might be difficult when you know things happen a hurricane happens a pandemic happens like you can kind of get through those things because you can see the end goal and you're like okay just just one step is changing and then i can reapproach. and i know your company is new and you know you continue to grow and what advice would you have when you start to delegate these tasks to other people and start delegating your business i know it can be really hard so yeah i feel like i you know what as we brought people onto our team I've always tried to hire people that are way smarter than me at what I need them to do <laughs> or what the company needs them to do. Mm -hmm. And so I think by empowering them to be the best that they can be, they get to carry their part of the mission forward. They can connect to it. I don't get so lost in like, okay, I have to give you something that I'm good at and hope that you're good at it. It's like, I'm going to stick with what I'm good at and I need you to be really great at what I'm not good at so that we can grow. And how have you continued to, you know, further and strengthen your skills in an industry that, you know, we're all kind of new to? Like, how do you continue to keep up with these social media trends and the updates that are happening every day? And what types of um, tools do you utilize for that? Yeah, so I subscribe to a few different marketing companies. So I'm getting emails all the time on, you know, people that are watching those trends, whether it's an audio or if it's an actual feature that's being rolled out on a platform, it's a platform that's being rolled out. So I feel like I try to stay a student in that sense of everything that's happening in the landscape as a whole of marketing, not even just social, but just marketing in general of what's trending. Um, and then I just pass that message on. Uh, most of my team is very active on social, so we're constantly DMing each other back and forth, these things that are, oh, we gotta make a, a video about this, or we gotta talk about that. And so um, we just try to stay very close to it. But I think staying close to agencies and newsletters and podcasts that are studying it and us just listening to it is important. So when you first started your company, did you have any role models who you know created something similar that you got inspiration from? Or where did you have this idea for Sunny Collabs and the exact services that you do? So I didn't necessarily have any like specific role models that I was like, oh, they're doing this and I want to mirror that. What I did see were actually gaps in the industry. I saw people who were having a lot of fun in social media. I saw the power of influencer marketing. That was something that there was just a lot of education coming out around. But I did see that there were gaps in the industry and gaps in Tampa specifically, which is what led us to form our four pillars. Um, our four pillars of service, so we offer social media management where we actually are the one inside the account acting on behalf of the brand, whether that's for Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you name it, any of those platforms. Content creation was also a really big gap. It seems like you could only hire professional photographers, you could only hire professional videographers, you could maybe leverage an influencer for a video, but your team had to pump out so much content, which social media tells us now we have to post every day. Some people encourage you to post three times a day across every, you know, 10 platforms. and. As a business owner and from my operator background, it's just not realistic. You either have to make a very serious hire to come into your company and be your marketing person that runs all of that content across all of those platforms. And not only is that a serious investment for a company, but you have to manage that person. And so we always ask, okay, if not us, who are you managing in your company? And so some of these companies grow and they hire, yeah, like they hire a social media coordinator and then somebody that's not qualified at all is somehow telling that person what to do. And so we try to look at content creation as a service that people could buy from us and their social media manager and their team could still post it, but they don't need to be on their phone making reels all day long when they might have a lot more important things to do. And then the third pillar of what we offered was influencer marketing. And that actually started because we were doing so much content that we needed people to be in our content. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it would just be me and some of the team yeah. all in a, you know, across 20 brands in Tampa. <laughs> and so um, we launched this influencer network as a way to allow influencers the opportunities to be in content in exchange for 
a service or product or meal or whatever it might be. And then that really took off. We have over 1,200 influencers and models that are signed up with us now that we're able to notify of different collabs and campaigns and opportunities. And like I said, that was a huge gap. The influencer world in Tampa was very segmented. It was smaller. There's a ton of micro influencers now. There's a ton of great creators now who can just make beautiful pieces of content. We wanted to empower them and we wanted them to meet each other. So that's when we started our Sunny Socials. So that's our fourth and final pillar where we host experiential activations for brands doing an event that's a little different from what they would normally do. We bring an army of influencers to come promote it and be a part of it. And so, um, yeah, those are our four pillars. So for anyone listening who maybe wants to become an influencer and pair up with Sunny Collabs, how can they do so? Yeah, so if you just head to sunny, www.sunnycollabs.com, um, you'll see on the top right, there's a way to join our network. You just hit collab with us. And all that we ask, if you're looking to be an influencer, all that we ask is that you have a public profile for whichever profiles you're looking to promote on. Um, some of them have follower minimums, but we really look at engagement, like how engaged is your audience with you. There might be somebody with 1500 followers that has more local engagement than somebody with a million. So we look at that, we look at the type of content you create, you, we have you select what niche you're interested in, are you all big on pets, food, fitness, wellness, whatever it might be. You select that and then you go right to our system and we have different collabs, campaigns, shoots and opportunities that you can either apply for or you might just straight out get invited to and you can RSVP. We also have people that sign up to be models so you can not necessarily have to post on your page. You don't have to be an influencer. You just have to be willing to be in front of the camera for some different content that we do. So come sign up at the website. And what would you say like is the power and benefits of having influencers, you know, at your company's events or, you know, posting your brand, how does it really help? Oh man, all the ways. So influencer marketing is super important in the sense that influencers are essentially like the new, the new way of advertising. So you have print, you have billboard, you have radio and all of those things are great. Not all businesses can afford to do all those things. But with influencers, they can come in and they can give their audience a real life view of what your product or service or space looks like. And from there, when they post about it, you're reaching their audience, which if you select the right influencer, if you have a company like us match influencers for you, you're making sure that you're reaching an audience that's relevant, that mirrors the core customer that you want. When an influencer posts about you, you're also getting third-party credibility and you're getting something called social proofing. So for example, I went to Barcelona two weeks ago and we picked our hotels, our restaurants, we picked everything off of social proofing, meaning we didn't just look at the pages, TikTok or Instagram, we looked at what they were tagged in. And there are a lot of brands right now that they call us and they're like, hey, we, we want some influencer marketing. And we're like, you have three posts up on your Instagram altogether. You're not ready for influencers, mm -hmm. right? You don't have enough credibility. And so we look at brands from both sides, but the social proofing that an influencer brings the brand is huge. Um, and the tags, the copy, the hashtags all associated with that also help with the brand's content being optimized, which means they might show up in search engines more. Um, so there's a ton of benefits to it. So where have you seen the industry shift with influencers from, you know, when you first started Sunny Collabs? So I think it's a little bit of a chicken and egg approach. So there were influencers that have been around for five, eight, ten years, even back to like original bloggers. That's kind of the first wave of influencers. And then I think the platforms kind of started to catch up where they started to monetize. They started to actually compensate influencers. Brands started to build influencer marketing into their strategy. And so then it became complimentary where the more opportunities that were available, the more people realized 
I love makeup and I love creating content so now I can be an influencer. I do think that word is thrown around extremely loosely and I think the next big wave that we're going to see and what I hope that we're ahead of is the creator marketplace versus just an influencer. I think in the next year, two years, three years, influencers are going to have to become great creators in order to stay ahead. Um, but not all creators have to become influencers. They're gonna be able to create beautiful content and sell it to brands. And that's where we really try to stay. Can you kind of define more what you mean by creators? Yeah, so a creator is going to be someone who is creating pieces of content, whether it's photography, videography right now is most commonly literally from an iPhone. You're creating short form video. It's under 30 seconds. Um, it's simple, it's not overproduced. There are people who are incredible at that, but they don't wanna have a public profile. They don't wanna leave their day job, maybe they do, mm -hmm. but they they are not looking to leverage their face or likeness or voice in any content. They're just looking to create great user-generated content that they can give a brand. And a brand can then take those pieces of content and they can run it for paid or organic social. Whereas an influencer does want to use their likeness and face. They may also have the skill set and may offer that separately, but they want to use their likeness, their image, and promote the brand on their page. Um, if you look at TikTok and some other platforms, now the actual brand pages are creating a lot of that type of content, and most of them aren't creating it. They're buying it from creators, mm -hmm. um, but the, they're not showing the influencer on their page. How have you seen these social platforms really you know, fight for that attention of creators because they know you'll use their platform if your favorite creator influencer is on it. Have you kind of seen the shift in that? Oh, absolutely. YouTube is rolling out an insane compensation model. I think, don't quote me on it, but I think it's like they're paying 50% back to creators mm -hmm. and influencers. So that, it's it just creating an incredible marketplace, which I think is um, extremely necessary. I think a lot of these these creators and these influencers deserve to be compensated and so it's great to see how that's going but they're all just competing for features. One feature is rolled out on one, it gets duplicated on another. I think what we'll start to see is very defined audiences. I think the internet and that's, we thought with Netflix and stuff but I think the internet is becoming it's like niche audiences mm -hmm. and the platforms will start to mirror their audience. I don't think the same person is going to TikTok, Instagram and YouTube for the same thing. They're all going for something different and what those platforms have to do at some point is stop competing with each other and really understand their niche. Kind of like Twitch. Twitch figured it out. Mm -hmm. Gamers, video, streaming. Okay, got it. And they have it on lock. And YouTube had it on lock for long form video for a really long time. Now they're focusing a ton on shorts and we'll see if that is a good thing for them or not. Yeah, I was kind of going to bring that up next. What do you think about this short form video content and do you think that is the new shift and is long form kind of over with? I don't, I think it's going to come in waves. I think right now people love creating short form, but I also think they're being forced to create short form because that's what's performing well on social. If long form video suddenly was what Instagram was promoting the heck out of, then everybody would be doing a 30 minute video and we would post this in long form and not chop it up into a million verticals. Mm -hmm. So I think in that sense, um, short form video is not going anywhere. I also think our attention spans are really different. So um, again, it's gonna come down to the platform, what they wanna lean into and how they wanna promote. And for Sunny Collabs, I wanna ask, who is your target audience? Our target audience is um, someone who understands the value of social media. I don't think we're here to convince you that social media is important, but somebody who understands that social media will either start their business or take it to the next level. Someone who is, like thrives off of energy we're gonna bring a lot of it. So whether you are a medical practice or you're a gift shop or you're a restaurant, if you like positive energy and a high energy team, then we're the team for you. 
but I think for us, it, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, as long as we can bring a little color to it. Um, we're not looking to create a social feed that's all graphics. We're not looking to not tell the story of a founder. We want, if we want to shine a light, that's the whole thing. We want businesses to be bright. So if you're the type of business that doesn't want to be bright in a community, doesn't want to be a source of that good energy, then we're probably not in line. What type of content that you make in your content creation has the best results? Yeah, so we say um, don't post it if it doesn't do one of these two things. So these are the two things we always focus on. The content needs to make somebody laugh or needs to make somebody learn. And if you're not doing one of those two things, you're probably not adding value. So you're not gonna be able to stop that scroll. We're just gonna, people are just gonna move right past it. So we lean on trending sounds, we lean on text overlays, we lean on founder stories, we lean on telling things in parts. I think that there's value that has to be added to all content or it's just not going to stand out in a day right now where we're consuming millions of pieces of content, you know? So um, that's what we really focus on content that makes you laugh or learn. And I've been seeing a lot about, you know, that storytelling type of marketing. And I know you kind of mentioned that too. So can you kind of tell our audience like what that really means? Yeah, so right now, based on the algorithms and how feeds are working, we're being exposed to a lot of content from brands. We'll speak specifically from brands, but from brands who don't actually, or from a brand you may not actually follow. So if I'm seeing content from a brand I don't follow and it's my first time being exposed to them, I wanna be able to know who they are out the gate. I think it's like on TikTok, 95% of people are watching TikTok from the For You page for content that's being curated for them versus the page they follow. So if you're gonna get a flash in the pan, you're gonna get a piece of content, you wanna know who that brand is, maybe a founder story, a story of their day, a story of their product, some kind of vision. And then from there, you're gonna end up going to their page and hopefully following along and learning that story. So we find that storytelling builds community. Again, social media is shifting to a very low produced, authentic, style of content and we want people to feel that connection, um, not be too aesthetic, not be too perfect. Yeah, definitely. I think having that, you know, personal touch to even those brand TikToks and Instagrams yeah, yeah. is super important. You want to have and be as personal as possible. Do you have totally. any tips on how you can really show your personality through your brand's um, social medias? Yeah, so one of our biggest tips that we say beyond just making sure that people laugh and learn and have a purpose to your content is we really believe strongly in a core character. What a core character is, is going to be someone that's a common theme throughout all of your content. Some of the biggest brands are doing it really well. Like Duolingo has that big green monster alien thing. I don't know Duolingo. what that bird, it's a bird. I don't yeah. know why I said monster alien, <laughs> just to cut that out. But Duolingo has that, the bird, that's like their mascot. And that bird now takes their sense of humor and they run it through. Uh, Chipotle has three social media managers that cover their entire page and they literally signature off every comment so you know who's talking. So I think that there's a core character element so that people can personify your brand and know what you stand for. And it doesn't always have to be a physical face. It can be a common voiceover, or it can just be like, maybe your food is the core character. So what's the personality of your food? Is it fresh? Is it energetic? Is it delicious? Is it uh, like Hampton Chocolate Factory? Mm -hmm. I think a five pound ice cream cone is now their core character. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I think finding a core character for every brand is really important. And that again allows, when you see that flash in the pan, you just see that one post and it makes you laugh or you learn, you go back to their feed and you see it over and over again. That's when you follow, that's when you build community. And I completely agree. And I want to kind of talk about also, you know, you have that service of social media management and copywriting is extremely important. 
How? I just did a whole training on this this morning. Okay, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, so how are you able to, you know, adjust your copywriting for each company, and and what advice would you have for good copywriting? Yeah, absolutely. So I just say when you do personify your brand, try to define who it is. If your brand was at a bar or at a football game who are they in that room who are they if they go to a party and so if it's sarcastic if it's sassy if it's playful and puns and dad jokes if it's sweet if it's factual like we try to define that voice and then speak from that person through all of their content we keep things very strongly believe keeping things clean in terms of punctuation capitalization emojis but again your brand might be really playful and young and then it's silly and it says things like lol and bff right mm -hmm. so we just try to define that person and then we speak like the most professional slash playful version of that person and in every caption are you trying to make that conversion and have a call to action i think that a call to action is super important i wouldn't again if your post doesn't add value then there's probably no call to action to be had so it's just something to be aware of from a theme i don't think you need to hard sell your community every single day i think you need to build community and build engagement and then there's going to be calls to action like visit our link or subscribe here or whatever it might be i do think it's important to be thoughtful in your copy in that captions and TikTok just expanded the long to longer captions and that your captions are being optimized. So if there are moments to use keywords or if there are key hashtags to use that you use them because that is now being optimized and ranking for search engine. So do you still use hashtags? Yeah, okay. absolutely. We do too. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Go on record. Hashtag, use hashtags. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people kind of stop. They don't think it works anymore, but kind of what's your opinion on it? So there's, again, there's so much content going out there. So there is some strategy in the hashtags you pick, like picking ones that are still alive and active, but picking ones that aren't, you know, hashtag love is getting a million uses every minute. So the odds of your content ranking in that, the hashtags are meant, if you look at social media, if you're Instagram or you're TikTok and you're a robot that's trying to sort content into categories, hashtags and copy are going to be the ways that they do it. So we want to tell Instagram or we want to tell TikTok or whatever platform we're on who we are, what we're making content about, so that on the chance that they're able to sort it, that they know like this is a restaurant, this is a restaurant in Tampa, this is a healthy restaurant in Tampa. We don't want them to misplace us and put us with real estate because all we hashtag is Tampa over and over again. So I think that there's ways to be thoughtful on it, but I would just say these platforms give you resources for a reason. So if you can use every tool they give you to have a better performing page, you should. What is your best advice for brands to create value for their audience um, through their social media platforms? For a brand to best identify the value that they need to put in their content, I would still go back to making sure that the people that follow you, whether it's a hundred people or it's a thousand people, they followed you for a reason. And you want to speak to them and you want to speak to them like they are a lifelong guest of your business and you need to understand what they're coming to your page for. So if they've already made a purchase, if they've already been into your establishment, whatever it might be, we want them to continue to laugh or learn alongside you. So you need to add tips and tricks to your stylist. You need to add memes might be relevant or funny audios, different trends, but you wanna make sure you're reaching them to a point where they'll want to engage with your content. If your audience is not consistently liking, commenting, sharing, saving, or even seeing your content, then we need to look back at what kind of content you're putting out there in general. How are you able to, you know, take these companies' Instagram accounts and kind of turn them around? Yeah, so we, we start with uh, what's called the discovery call. So we have a discovery meeting or call with the owners or whoever might be involved in the decision for marketing. And then from there, we understand exactly what they need from us, what they want from us and what we're able to give them. We go into a kickoff session where we create 
shot list for brands we come up with everything we understand that the industry is telling us that that brand should do like I said, we look at restaurant content, we look at real estate content, we work with doctors, we work with everybody. So we create this whole shot list and we come in and we film, we create everything, we do the copy, we do it all and we just start to put it out there and see what sticks with their audience. So we divide our content between the laughter and the learning and we try to keep a good balance between that because I do believe that Instagram and TikTok are a bit more lighthearted. Um, but people still like to learn. So it's like, we'll create content that's for both of that and we'll just see what their audience engages more with. And then we just continue to lean into that. Um, I think if we go in with like too rigid of a plan, you know, people can feel that they can feel it's not authentic. So mm -hmm. we just try to stick with what they do and we look at what's working on social and we figure out how do we take what you do and make it, you know, bring it to what's already working rather than trying to reinvent the wheel. And for Sunny Collabs, where do you see yourself in five, 10 years? What's your goal? You'd have to sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see ourselves growing. You know, I think that um, I'm hoping that we're not just going to be in Tampa. I'm hoping that we'll be in other cities. Um, so that's really what we're working towards is building a, I hope that everybody who works for us now is still working for us in five years. That's really important to me. So I think creating the right opportunities and the right pathways for the people who believe in us today to take them with us. Um, and that's probably the most important thing for me. And then, yeah, just growing. I think with that, will just come a lot of growth. And last question, what is the biggest takeaway that you hope our listeners learn from the podcast today? The biggest takeaway I hope everybody learned from the podcast today is to not take social so seriously. It is super serious in the sense that every business should have a strategy for it and have a plan for it. But it's also, it's not the most serious thing a business owner is going to do. They have so much more to do than worry about their Instagram or their TikTok. And so what I hope that people understand is that agencies like us, and I hope every agency is this way, is meant to like relieve them, not add more to their plate, not cause more stress. We just wanna come in, we wanna understand your brand, we wanna understand who you work with and who your customer is and then we want to relieve you of everything stressful about social media or marketing and ultimately bring you more business um so that's what i hope people take from this i also hope people maybe sign up and join our influencer and creator network come be a part of our family um so yeah that's basically it well kayla thank you yeah. so much um want to tell our listeners where they can connect with you online and your business yeah absolutely so you can follow us on instagram or tiktok at sunny collabs and you can go to our website which is just www.sunnycollabs.com and you can find us at, at gentech marketing on all social media platforms so kayla again yeah. thank, thank you. you so much i really appreciate it thank you and we'll see you guys next week